Hey, thanks for joining us again. Welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 71. And uh, the last time I talked to y'all, or we talked to y'all, I only had one child. Uh, Now I have two. Uh, So you can probably (laughs) hear a little bit of new dad of two fatigue in my voice. Um, if you tune into the video version, you will probably see it on my face, but all things considered, it's gone about as well as one could reasonably hope uh, to go. So mom's doing well. Baby girl is doing well. Uh, she was born Wednesday morning. Um, you know, pretty smooth, a few bumps in the road here or there, but pretty smooth process with with the birth and everything like that. I didn't have to deliver the baby this time. Like I had to do the first time because he came out so <laughs> fast. So um, hanging in there, but uh, Drew, it, it looks like, um, it, it looks like I missed, uh, you know, we always talk about FOMO. Um, looks like the Bregman was, uh, was a heck of a show with a bunch of big time talent. But first off, how are you doing? How are you handi- hanging in there uh, with those, those long days and occasionally nights um, at, at Melissa, your home away from home? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I was joking with some scouts that were at some of our college league stuff yesterday, and it's like, you know, what, what, what do y'all have going on next? And I was just like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> something. I just, I just wake up and drive to Melissa. That's yeah. a, a typical day, but it's great because there's always good baseball out there. It just depends upon the age group. Um, but yeah, so we we had a college league going on yesterday, so I was out there. Man, we got some really good talent in there. Um, yeah. A bunch of really good 22 graduates um, that the scouts were out to see. I probably had double digit scouts out to see some last minute guys. Uh, you had Jared Thomas, Tavion Bonds, um, our guy Jake Dewar just always hits. Um, he had three hits yesterday, but yeah, some really good talent in the league. Um, and, you know, the scouts were out there watching guys. And I think now some of the clubs have started to wrap up their team meetings and pre draft pre-draft process mm-hmm. so some of the pro guys are starting to get out a little bit more and um we've had colleges there and then you know quite a few colleges at the Bregman um so that was fun last week we had a a, a really good event some really good teams um some good out-of-state teams and that we don't always get to see so it's fun to kind of see how those teams stack up and even had a team from Las Vegas win the whole thing so wow yeah, fun to see those guys. You know, obviously Vegas is a hot spot for baseball. And, yeah. You know, we'll get to talk through those guys as we rattle off what I saw last week. But it was a good weekend, a lot of good baseball, a lot of coaches out there watching, a lot of colleges. So that's always fun to catch catch up with those guys. And um, it's fun getting to see the, the programs that really work on this on the recruiting trail. So right. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of guys that you can tell are really good evaluators, spend a lot of time on it. And some of the guys – you know, they're just out there collecting names um, and, you know, go back to work on those guys over the next couple of years. But it's always fun to see those guys out there. Yeah, it's that time of the year for the college coaches where they're kind of juggling, making sure they get looks at what's coming up down the road um, and then kind of sh- starting to shift that focus some to the 24s. Then right. at the same time, filling in the holes of the 23s and who knows what they have going on with the transfer portal and who's coming and going from the roster and everything like that. So uh, June just is kind of a head spinning month for, for college coaches, for us uh, in a good way. 
Um, oh yeah. And also yeah. pro scouts too. Like, you know, it's so weird having the draft later. Like those guys can't completely turn the page on the 22s yet, but at the same time, this is a really valuable time to start getting some good eyes on those 23s. Yeah. So um, it's uh, it, it's a fun time. It's always good seeing those guys out at our stuff and, and we really appreciate it, but you can tell, like you mentioned, you know, the, the college programs and stuff, it shows when these commitments start rolling in, um, who's out, who's out doing the work, who's out evaluating, yeah. who's out getting eyes yeah. on people and, and who isn't, who might be getting left behind because uh, you start to see some of those commitments pop up um, and you can say, oh yeah, okay. That, that makes sense. Guy, I've seen these guys yeah. on the road. I've, I've heard yep. this dude performing well and here he is uh, getting the commitment right there. Well, it's funny too. Like these guys are on the phone nonstop. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You're not, you have, can tell they, a college coach if he has his AirPods in. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Like we'll be in the middle of a conversation and there's a bunch of, Hey, sorry, man, I gotta, I gotta go take this. And they're just, you know, pacing around on the phone and you're just, it's always interesting. You think they're talking about players talking to a guy in the portal mm-hmm. or are they talking new job, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, cause we had a bunch of, <clears throat> a bunch of newly hired coaches out of this past weekend's event. I know James Leverton, who I grew up with played in high school with and, uh, just got the Baylor job and a guy, we all know Zach Dillon, uh, from the 12 taking that Baylor job. And how about that? Yeah. Mitch clearly has hit the ground running at Baylor. Um, Mm -hmm. two really good hires guys that know the area, know the landscape of, of all the select teams and teams that play in our events. And, but yeah, it's always fun to see those guys because it's like it's just nonstop. And it if it's not, you know, talking to a current player, it's talking to a recruit or a portal guy or, you know, reporting back to home base to the head coaches, trying to get offers approved and stuff like that. It's it's wild. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, it's a diff, it's a completely different job than it used to be, because you think about it now with <clears throat> now with the portal in play and the early recruiting still going on, you know, guys that are recruiting coordinators are realistically they're having to have a catalog in their brain of nine years worth of players. Unbelievable. You know, if you you start, I mean, and that's for the ones that only start with freshmen in high school. Yeah. (laughs) And and there are some kids in this event that were going into high school that, you know, are going to make some noise on the recruiting trail over the next couple of years. But I mean, yeah, realistically it's four years worth of high school guys Mm -hmm. and then four years worth of college guys. and, And then another year of grad transfers, you got the portal. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's not a, it's not an easy job and you have to be extremely organized and well-connected to be good at it. So, but you can tell the ones that are, it's really, it's really clear pretty quickly with the most of them, but, but yeah. So let's, let's dive into some names. I'm going to do this alphabetically. Yeah. You're going to hear Drew's voice a lot here um, because he has my eyes and ears at at the Bregman. So we'll, uh, we'll run through a, uh, a bunch of standouts and um you know I'll, I'll chime in where i can because i i was following our our great coverage online it's uh, uh i was surprised at how many guys were throwing really hard in the 2025 class <laughs> well and some of the hardest throwing and some of the most standout players in the whole event were 26 kids oh my um, gosh <laughs> yeah it, it it's it was wild and you know like there's so much going on uh fields all over the town so you know i there's plenty of kids and plenty of teams i didn't get to see um, so if your name's left off, it doesn't mean you didn't do well or anything. I just didn't get to see everyone. Um, I was posted up at Melissa most of the week and, but got to see quite a bit of action. Um, got to see some teams more than others as well, but here we go. Um, 
ABA 2025 came down from New Mexico, coached by our buddy Matt Foot, um, who's I got to stay with uh, at the house back in Arizona in the fall. So it was good to see him. Um, you know, just fun to see guys that you know in the game that you don't get to always see. But some of the guys you talk to every day, but you only get to see them like once a year. You know, so uh, Matt's one of those guys for us. Um, I kind of got onto him because you know, I had talked to him leading up and he hadn't mentioned a couple of guys that like, you know, just kind of blew me away watching him play. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, how do you, yeah, where's how, the heads up, bud? <laughs> yeah. Like I, how do you not tell me about this guy? But uh, one of those guys was Adriel uh, Figueroa, uh, 2025 from Sandia high school, who I believe won the state championship and he, or at least played in it. And he was starting shortstop. Um, he hit 421 hit three doubles, really good baseball player. Um, hasn't completely grown yet, but man, he has really good actions, knows what he's doing on the field. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, Jack Travis hit 615 on the, for the week, four RBIs, El Dorado High School. He also pitched seven innings, um, and ABA had a good showing and did well uh, this past weekend. Uh, next team up, Dallas Tigers Hernandez. Um you know, always good to see Tommy and his teams out there. Um, just always, always loaded, always such a good program. And, you know, I played for, for Tommy um, at one point back in a long time ago. So that must have been 2003, 2002 or 2003. Almost but, two decades. Yikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Caleb Gilbreth uh, from Dallas Christian had a good event. Landon Locke. Uh, from Rockwall, younger brother of Braden Locke, uh, quarterback going to Mississippi State, but okay. hit really well. Uh, big future things are expected of him in that program. Parker Ivy uh, from Heath hit a home run. Um, good week for him. Another connection. He, his mom was my across the street neighbor growing up. And dad was a big time college basketball player. I'm pretty sure he averaged like 50 points a game in high school at Dallas wow. Christian. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a monster. He, he, he went on to play at Abilene Christian, but good player. And Parker's a real good basketball player himself. He was on varsity this year as a freshman for Heath and um, had a good year. Um, our bud, uh, Tanner Carson, uh, who a lot of people know as Raised in Baseball on social media uh, from Southlake, had a good tournament. Actually going to go test him tomorrow uh, for S2. So oh, nice. S2 yeah. On. He's going to be my first crack at doing the test on our new Xbox units that uh, this will be my first one-on-one test. So um, getting to go over to South Lake and get Tanner tested. Uh, you know, he's, he's such a good advocate of the game, a good voice for kids his age. And man, if you've ever looked at his stuff, like he is, he is a uh, social media sensation. Like he does all kinds of stuff with, gear and drills and kid just loves baseball and um so excited to get over here and go get over to south lake and test him tomorrow um dallas tigers tankville uh they made it to the championship of their bracket um they are a completely let's see let me make sure i'm not making this up yeah completely 2026 uh roster and they have some dudes. I'm, uh, I'm looking at one right now on Twitter and the Chandler. I'm going to guess. Kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Ch- gosh. <laughs> so so Chandler Hart, um, we've seen him before, but, you know, he he's, you know, big, big Texas lefty uh, from the Dallas area. Allen High School 
Um, he hit 545 for the event, uh, <laughs> but has a monster, monster future on the mound. Um, you know, just knows how to pitch, throw strikes. Uh, he, I'd seen him earlier in the, um, early in the summer, he had a couple of walks, but he was really sharp on uh, Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. Um, look good. Pitched the first several innings of the championship game of their bracket. Um, he's a dude like there's just no way around it, but he reminds you of, of a guy, you know, like, uh, Logan Stribling, a couple years older than him, Kyle Muller before just mm-hmm. big athletic left-handed arm. I mean, he's a future star. Yeah. Um, he's not one of those guys that's just big for his age and has arm strength. Like it, it, no. it works. Like it, yeah. it, it, it all works. I mean, the, the shoulder and the arm and like you look at the chest and there. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a, he's already really good now, but man, is there a ton of upside there? Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, moving on to another 2026 from Allen, uh, Kyle Tanksley hit two home runs, had 10 RBIs on the week. Sheesh. Yeah. And dad was one of the coaches of the team along with uh, Trent Valade's dad, James, uh, fresh off a state championship from Prestonwood. Um, but Trent hit 500 for the event. Um, Sean Arterburn from Southlake hit 462, pitched well as well. Um, River, River Kirkoff from Rowlett, um, he hit 500 for the event. Um, he has an older brother that's a good player um, as well. So, they showed really well for a 2026 team, man. They they just really they play the game right, you know. With the, the coaches they have, um, you can tell it's uh, drilled into the way they play. Um, they just they do things right and uh, had a really good showing at an older event. And I talked to the coaches after the after the event, and you know they said like, look, like we just want to play, we want to play and be challenged, and you know they showed it and showed well. Um, but yeah, so good weekend for those guys. They, and they actually played the, the next team on my list, the GPS Le- Legends and Zurich. Um, talking about a little bit more baseball connections, the coach of the team for them, Frankie and Zurich, used to work camp for me at Texas. Um, oh, wow. He's an assist- assistant coach at Hayes High School. Um, and talking about baseball being a small world, he got that gig um, because he met another coach that was working camp for us, um, who's another assistant at Hayes right now. But um, GPS did really well on the week. Like I said, they won their bracket, uh, really had a good showing a couple really good players on that team. Um, Alex Kovar from McNeil, uh, hit 471 with 70 yards with seven, not 70, but seven RBIs on the week was the offensive MVP of that bracket. Ethan Sanders from Vista Ridge, uh, plays for coach Garver, man. He's going to be a stud. Um, the, I think he's the third Sanders in line uh, at, at Vista Ridge. Uh, oldest brother, I think, goes to uh, West Point. Um, but, man, like, he can he can play defense. He can pitch. Really impressed with him, at the way he played short all weekend. He also hit 429 on the week. Joseph Sandusky from McNeil uh, hit 474 for the event. Jack Castile from Westlake. Uh, I can see a lot of future power for him hit 353 for the event. And then Pearson Lowry from, uh, from Liberty Hill was the most valuable pitcher for that bracket. He threw eight shutout innings and had two wins on the week. Yeah. So he had a good week. GPS had a really good week. They, uh, they cruised through won that bracket and it was a close game with the tank team in that championship. I think it was zero, zero up into the fifth. 
Um, and then the Tigers had a bad defensive inning, but you know, that happens, you know, those couple things got sped up on them and um, didn't end up getting the win, but GPS was, you know, very well coached. I was very impressed with the way they, those guys played. You could tell they were all on the same page and credit to their coaching staff because it shows that they're, they're really um, prepared well and, and showed, showed really well for the week. Um, moving on to Kyle Chapman red um, who had a couple really big prospects on their team. Some guys that really, really stood out and all three of them happened to be 2026s, but It'll be interesting to see if they are as big of prospects as their pitching coach for that event. Um, uh, happened to be Tanner Witt, who is oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so like the the whole the whole Witt family, as as well as their uh, grandfather Mike Rutledge, were coaching that Kyle Chapman Red team, and man, they they do such a good job. You can tell those guys are well coached and play the game right. Um, you know, Tanner. Tanner was ordering up some good pitch calls in the game I watched, um, but it was fun. You you can tell that they're they do a good job with those kids. But a couple of the guys that stood out for that team for me, um, Logan Johnson, 2026 from Pasadena Memorial, hit 5.45 with three doubles in the four games they played. Um, really good looking athlete. Uh, Miles Young, 2026 from Episcopal. Um, just another guy in a long line of really good baseball players that have come out of Episcopal. Uh, and then Silas Newport, 2026 from Strake Jesuit, had six RBIs on, on the week. Um, those three guys, man, like <laughs> they don't look like 2026s. Yeah. Um, and those guys are definitely have a huge baseball future in front of them. If they keep playing with Kyle Chapman, you know they're going to get the coaching. Um, like I said, the whole Wit clan uh, was, was coaching that team. Um, but they, they were very impressive, um, had a tough schedule, but played really well. Um, next team on the list, the winning team of the whole event, uh, the Las Vegas recruits. Um, I'm going to start with Alexander Mercurius, who was the most valuable pitcher of the event, uh, due to his start where he went complete game, uh, shut out with uh, seven innings, 11 strikeouts, Jeez. also hit a home run, had a couple big uh, RBI games along the way, but Durango high school. And I know, I think you probably saw some of the clips of him, but man, like if it looked, I thought that Marcus Stroman was on a rehab assignment. Like he just, the way he does everything just reminds me of Marcus, um, you know, and I, I know you got to see him from the media side, but you know, I, I'll never forget the game that Marcus Stroman pitched against us to mm -hmm. open the season that year for Duke. It was cold, rainy game. And the, the most noteworthy part of that game, you know, cause everyone knew that Marcus was a big time prospect and was going to be a first rounder that year, but Brooks Marlowe in his first college game hit two home runs in that game. Um, so that's what I'll always remember about that. But Alexander, or I think they call him Xander was, I mean, just dynamic player. Yeah. Um, he is, yeah. Looks like you must be watching the video. I mean, right now. it's 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 like, I, I mean, it's the definition of of big time two way talent. Like, yeah, it, it's athletic, uh, four pitch mix, like throws strikes, repeats. I mean, yeah, the ball just jumps. Like, golly, that's uh, yeah. I I don't imagine, and I have no idea. I have whoops. 
sorry, my Apple Watch started talking to me. Um, I have no idea how he's taking the recruiting process, but I, I imagine there's going to be a long line of teams <laughs> that are on the West, especially on the West Coast, that are like, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, well, how much do you want scholarship wise? We'll 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 sign up for that. Yeah. So um, I he was still imagine... up to 86 in the seventh inning. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm going to imagine that uh, I'm going to imagine that anybody um, that was at Melissa last week has probably been on the phone with somebody trying to get a hold of him. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. So he was, you know, really, really dynamic player, really fun to watch. Um, Dylan Swanson from Faith Lutheran had a big week, hit 353, seven RBIs, um, threw some on the mound. Uh, our tournament most valuable player overall uh nolan eberwine from bishop gorman um you know that's a school that we get to hear a lot oh yeah um, about from vegas but hit 524 for the event nine rbis uh through six shutout innings in the semifinals of the event against the 12th um i mean there's not much else you can say about him but that guy can flat out hit um and just Good looking kid, just really plays the game right. Um, you know, just another team in our event that you can tell is really well coached and really mm -hmm. well prepared. Um, and then our offensive MVP of the week, Ryan Ventrelli from Faith Lutheran, hit 455, kind of the catalyst for that offense, uh, scored nine runs over the course of the week. Um, but yeah, so really impressed with that team. Um, they came down, put on a show. I think they went seven and one for the week and had Sheesh. a tough, put, had a tough schedule too. Um, so they played some really good teams. So they earned every bit of that, but man, they were, they, they showed up and, and were ready to play, played the game, right. Um, really did a good job of moving runners, um, had really good at bats, really professional at bats for such a, for such a young age group. Um, but and then swept the uh, MVP awards for that bracket. But yeah, they were, uh, they were big time. So really enjoy watching them play. Enjoy always having teams like that come down. Um, yeah. It makes me fired up for their older team playing in yeah. the Mattingly. Like yeah. it gets me going to, cause uh, you know, that's a, that's an organization I've heard before. Um, and like you said, the baseball in Las Vegas in that area in Arizona, like, it's always really, really good. So I'm excited to see what the older team looks like because <laughs> going down the list of these guys on, on our, our uh, social media coverage, I mean, my goodness, it's uh, athleticism, swings, physicality, stuff on the mat. It's the real deal. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, another school or team that came down from, from across the country was the next level team coached by former Longhorn Michael Torres. Um one of my favorite but, Texas guys, man, that guy could hit. He was a, you could bank a good at bat from him, no matter the situation for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and you can tell that his team takes on a lot of his attitude. They play the game right. Um, coached well, um, have some a couple, most of their teams from California, but have three kids from Oregon. Um, one of which is Cruz Schoolcraft from Sunset or Sunset High School in Aloha, Oregon. Um, but he is big time, tall, thin, like that guy, that kid's going to be a monster. Um, he hit 545 for the event. Um, but he also, you know, really, really looks the part on the mound. Um, he had, a, he had a bad inning in the game that I saw him, but man, like super impressive. And like, I mean, he, he's literally a guy kind of looks like Andrew Miller, 
Um, okay. I mean, just like he's going to be electric, uh, but you can tell he knows what he's doing. Um, just a baseball player. Um, he hits third in their lineup, but man, from, yeah, he's going to be a guy that I imagine Oregon state already knows all about him, but I mean, he's going to be a national type recruit. Um, just he's listed, at, I think six, six. Um, but I'm not, I don't, I may be reading this wrong, but it's like six, seven, six. So yeah, sometimes seven, it gets six, there's four. a random seven so, in there. Well, it's 76 inches. So that would make him six foot four. So, um, right. Five tool does math. Six, six it would make him six. Well, yeah. 76 would be six foot four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah, that's pretty doubt, impressive. Don't doubt my math. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, other guys, shortstop, um, leadoff hitter uh, from Orange Lutheran, one of the best programs in California. Yeah, I've heard that um, name a bunch before. Yeah, Gavin Hoddle, um, shortstop, really good player. Um, first at bat of the of the week, smoked the ball off the right field wall, uh, Oppo, um, and on the Red Monster. Um, but you can tell that he's going to be a big time player. Um, he keeps playing with Michael, and obviously the coaching he gets at Orange Lutheran. Um, is second to none. Uh, so, but yeah, those guys came in, got to play four games and, you know, it's always fun having teams like that. Um, and fun getting to see people, you know, like Michael, uh, who does such a good job with those guys. And, uh, yeah, they were fun to watch the, uh, next team on the list, the Oklahoma fuel, um, you know, back-to-back weeks, Oklahoma fuel teams come down to our event, just a really well-run organization. Uh, they play the game, right. They are physical, they are yeah. both weeks. They have been one of the more physical teams there. Um, but a couple of standout performances for them. Nate Delaplank is how I'm going to guess it, it's pronounced um, from Edmond Santa Fe hit 400 on the week, six RBIs, Rhett Winchester from Edmond Memorial, uh, two triples on the week. Vaughn McIntyre hit a home run, had five RBIs from Santa Fe, Caleb Hines, six innings, nine strikeouts. Um, and yeah, like I said, the, the fuel is just a really competitive organization. They've done well back-to-back weeks and our stuff. Uh, so it's fun seeing them play. Um, the next team up was the runners up in the, uh, division with the Las Vegas recruits, um, basically just kind of ran out of pitching after the course of a long week. They had a couple guys out for area code and, um, but North Texas Longhorns, uh, they, they showed up and played well again. PJ Creighton, son of Patrick Creighton, former Cowboy wide receiver. He hit 500 for the week, had seven RBIs. He's a another 2025 um, from Hebron, I believe. Let me double check that before I make something up. But yeah, I mean, that Hebron team with him. Man, they've got Oz, some guys coming through. Aiden Howard. Yeah. Like, they have no excuse not to win it or, or to win big next year, I should say. But um, they're loaded. PJ had a good week. Uh, Parker Moore from Prosper hit 385. Uh, our man X, uh, Xavier Mitchell from Naaman Forest put on one of the most impressive pitching um, performances of the week going against that loaded sticks 2025 team in the mm-hmm. semifinals. He went five and two thirds, striking out 11. Jeez. Um, got in a little trouble early, but pitched his way out of it. I mean, the breaking ball was pretty much unhittable. Um, and like we said, you know, we know how loaded that six 2025 team is, but X came in and just 
gave them a huge performance to propel them into the championship game. Um, Jody Murillo, uh, big left-handed hidden first baseman from Denton Geyer, really liked the way he plays the game. Um, things are pretty easy for him on the baseball field. Got a pretty easy swing, plays first base at a, at a high level. Uh, Reese Ogden from Lovejoy had a good week. Garrett Hutchins had two home runs, eight RBIs, um, hit a bomb uh, in, in the final day that I got to see. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the, one of the headliners for this team is Luke Billings. Um, yeah. Had some good at bats, you know, the numbers probably wouldn't show as well as he, he performed at the plate, but he made a difference on the mound, uh, came in and came in behind X, uh, in that semifinal game to close out, close out the win. Or I think he actually was probably credited with the win because they I think they were either tied or down when he came in, but Luke threw five innings, had eight K's, no runs. Um, and that was, he, he, he showed some really good stuff on the mound. Um, and like you said, like he's one of those guys that even the stats don't look, uh, look normal for him at the plate. There's just, there's juice in the bat that you can't deny. Like he mm -hmm. had some foul balls that were smoked, like blasted. So, and you know, he, he just got a really quick bat, um, and it's always it's always interesting to see these guys playing with their age group versus a guy like him that played up against varsity competition this week, yeah. this uh, spring. Um, but you know the the talent's undeniable. Uh, so much there to like about Luke and the Longhorn team, um, and they earned their way to to the finals. Um, and like I said, just kind of they ran out of pitching, and you know with a event as long as this one is, it happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, that, the semifinal game with them was a showdown. Um, you know, it was, I, I texted you, I think during the game, you and you and one of our buddies saying, man, what, like, this is the matchup I'm watching this morning. I got to see X go against, uh, Marcos Paz, who we've talked about at length multiple times. Um, and then you get Luke Billings to come in in relief. So like that's, that's the, a lot. That's a lot of firepower in one game. Three of the absolute best arms in Texas in one game is um, pretty intriguing matchup to watch. But the sticks, once again, I mean, just great performance over the course of the week. And, you know, they uh, had one bad inning um, defensively, and that's why they didn't get to the championship game. Um you know, you tough to make mistakes in a game against a team as good as the Longhorns and expect to win. But man, like they just, they're just so impressive. That six, that six twenty five team is they're loaded with talent, but they play the game so well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked about it last week with them winning the 16 U tournament, <laughs> which is impressive in its own right. Um, but, you know, even when they make mistakes, I feel like, they they correct them really quickly um, and they don't panic. Um, it just they just play the game the right way. And that's basically what it comes down to. So, you know, again, hats off to Omar and uh, Coach Summerlin. Um, those guys do a really good job. But Brady Janusik, again, another good week. Man, there's a lot of good baseball in front of that guy, but he yeah. crushed another home run, hit 385. Uh, Davian Hernandez. Um, he had a really good tournament this week, hit 417, four doubles, handled the pitching staff real well. Uh, he's from Duncanville High School. Uh, JJ Drogo did well again, uh, you know, outfielder, physical, speedy outfielder from White House. Uh, Carter, Carter Rutenbaugh had another good tournament, hit a home run, 
through six shutout innings on the on the mound. Um, just a really good performance. I know he was battling. He's still battling that thumb injury. For, I think he got hit on a by a bat on a follow through throwing down the second. Oh. But um, but it was nasty. He showed me his thumb and it oh. was it was gross. Uh, but uh, toughed it out. Played really well. Um, there's a lot to like there. I mean, he can just any, anything he does on the baseball field. He's he knows what he's doing, uh, whether it's catching, pitching, playing in the field, hitting. Um, he he's a he's a special baseball player. Ryan McDonald hit a home run from Midlothian. Brody Kale six innings, nine Ks on the mound. He's homeschool. One of the things about Brody, like he has an incredible right-handed pickoff move. Um, and, you, and this is one of the ways you can tell they're so well coached. In back-to-back weeks, I saw them pick a guy off at first in a situation where there was runners on first and second. And if I remember, I know one of them was in a gigantic situation, the Mm -hmm. one uh, in last week's events, but I think this one was too, a pretty pivotal moment in the game they were in. Um, But yeah, Brody had a a good week. Uh, Marcos Paz, six and a third innings, 12 Ks. Um, Yeah, that that was as many strikeouts as I, you know, that some of the other events we've seen him in, he was, pitching to contact a little bit more, but um, really impressive outing for Marcos gave up uh, a home run to, um, to the Longhorns, but that was about it. Um, He was cruising for first part of that game and just, you know, one pitch he probably wants back, but um, you know, he, he had a really, another really good outing and he's just a special talent. And then our boy Jackson Rickert, unfortunately we found out that he is human. Oh man. Yeah. After he going, took off uh, the Superman cape for a weekend. Yeah. He gave up one run. So oh. um, really, really disappointing <laughs> outing from Jackson giving up that one run. Uh, no, but you know, I mean, he was on a stretch where, I mean, he, I think he gave up, I, don't quote me on this. Um, so erase this, if this is wrong. Yeah. But, yeah. Mark the tape. Uh, I, I know the run that he gave up was late in the game. So he continued a scoreless streak of quite, I mean, pretty impressive over, over 15 innings uh, of uh, no earned runs in our events, but he threw six and two thirds, seven Ks um, for the event. Uh, another really good outing um, for him, but guy just knows how to pitch bottom line. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just speed. don't see his, his slider well at all. Like, and yeah. he just, he gets out there and he throws strikes over and over and over and over again. He attacks people. Yeah. Really impressive. Uh, outing again, just, just fun to watch. Cause he knows how to pitch. Uh, always have a soft spot for the guys that know how to pitch and not, aren't just up there throwing and trying to rack up strikeouts, but he gets strikeouts as a result of pitching and changing speeds and mm. moving the balls in and out. But, uh, 12 black. Um, they made it to the semifinals, Logan Lorenz, uh, really impressive physical hitter hit two home runs on the weekend. And, and for everyone that doesn't know, this is a wood bat event. So these are 15 year olds hitting home runs with wood bats. Yeah. Um, but Logan can really, really hit, uh, from straight Jesuit. He also three through three innings, didn't give up any earned runs. Wyatt Davis from Lake Creek, uh, who had a good playoff run this year, um, hit 583 for the event. And Will Van Wee, um, nine innings pitched, zero earned runs. He also wow. hit 333, but yeah, from Memorial High School. Um, another last two guys that I have um, on my list are from Trotsky. 
uh, Noah Rodriguez, a 2026 from Cornerstone Christian in San Antonio. And then guest player, uh, Jet Berry, younger brother of Ryan Berry at LSU. Um, Jet hit is a 2026 from Queen Creek, Arizona, while wearing Texas Longhorn turf shoes from way in the past. Um, you know, he's friends with Ryan Brewer and the, the Barry family is very close with Ryan. Um, so he helped him get on a team, play down in this event, but Jet uh, sporting the Longhorn turf shoes in his first game, or, excuse me, second game. Um, because he, he needed uh, he needed some shoes without spikes, but um, so and then the soles melted off his shoes. Um, I believe in it. the game two um, may have, may or may not have been a result of being uh, turf shoes from probably at least ten years ago. Um, so they've they've been uh, they've been in the closet, but then got another pair the next day. Um, so our boy Jet uh, wearing some Longhorn turf shoes in our event but hit 333 with two doubles in four games. But uh, he's going to be a monster just like his brother. Uh, you tell he's he can really hit. It's easy for him. Um, he hasn't really grown yet, and but knows how to hit. And when he does, I imagine uh, – I'm not going to say that he's going to be a top 10 pick like his brother probably will just yet. Mm-hmm. Um but he might be. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. surprise me either. Yeah. So it's usually it's usually um, a smart bet with with those guys in the bloodlines. Yeah. So, but yeah. So th- those are the those are some of the names uh, that I saw. Some of the performances that really stood out. Um, I know there's countless other guys, even on some of these teams that did well. I just didn't get to see every game for all these teams. But those were definitely some of the standout performances as I went back through my notes and. Um, just a lot of good talent. Um, and, you know, thankfully we get to watch a lot of good teams that do things the right way, play mm-hmm. baseball over the course of some of these events. Um, but really exciting uh, to start getting looks at kids that age and uh, we'll have an idea and get to follow them over their next, you know, well, really for the rest of their career. Probably. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so another awesome event, um, fun to be a part of, fun to get to watch and, and, and get to see these guys play and compete. But you can tell it's you, – you do see in the semifinal games that intensity ratchet up a little bit. So it is always fun seeing, you know, these guys play for something that's really on the line. Um, and, the, you know, these last two tournaments have been set up with the double elimination format. So it's not just play your games and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to play for something. Um, winning matters in these events. Um, and it's – it, it, it gives it a whole nother dimension. So that, yeah, that, that's been fun to watch these last couple of weeks for sure. But, um, but yeah, so looking forward to that Mattingly coming up and not this week, but next week, um, what else you got? Yeah. I was just, I mean, it, it's, there's a lot on the line, but too, if, I mean, if you're a player, like the more you win, the more opportunities coaches can college coaches can watch you. So like give, give, give them as many opportunities as possible. Um, to, to get some eyes on you, but yeah, it looked like a fantastic event. Um, a lot, I mean, just, uh, so many really standout performances and, and players and, um, you know, and if, if you're, if you're curious about it or missed any of it, you can always just go on Twitter and search, um, at five tool Texas or at five tool or, or just simply hashtag Bregman WS for Bregman world series. And, uh, all, a lot of our coverage will pop up there, but, 
it's fun to, uh, you know, it kind of makes my head spin thinking about 2025s and definitely thinking about 2026s. But it's fun for us because when we go, when the high school season rolls around, it'll be like, oh, yeah, we saw that guy. Oh, yeah, I remember this guy doing this. And oh, yeah, I remember this guy doing that. And you see a lot of these guys become standout varsity players, even though they're underclassmen, um, because, you know, you kind of saw those signs in the summer and stuff like that. So, um, Really good event, uh, and thanks to Alex Bregman for for being a part of it. Although we're still waiting on our salsa, I know Alex is, is hard at work hitting home runs and and doing his thing right now for the bet one of the best teams in the American League. And uh, but we're still we are still waiting on our salsa, Alex. But uh, no, it's cool that he he puts his name on this event, and um, I, I know it's cool for the guys to kind of play. And I'm kind of jealous of those shirts the winners get. You know, Alex Bregman, World World Series champion and stuff. But uh, yeah, two two big events down. Um, many, many more to come. I mean, I just like, I was looking through and, uh, you know, we had coverage from the SBC Invitational that was ongoing and seeing a bunch of names that I recognize coming through there and, and having big performances. A lot of guys that we kind of mentioned with our, uh, with our scout notes that I finally was able to publish. Um, if you've missed any of those, I tweeted those out yesterday and I think the main account uh, retweeted those today. So kind of going through and a lot of the guys we talked about on the previous podcast, which I think ended up being like what 70 players or something like that. Um, mentioned even more guys in the scout notes. So, so go to five tool.org um, and get in the written portion of that. But yeah, you mentioned the manually um, in, we talked earlier on about kind of the, you know, college coaches being out and scouts being out and stuff like that and the draft upcoming. So um, the, the final 2022 rankings are done. Um, I hope today to I've got one more kind of commentary piece that I'm writing. I'll hopefully be able to finish that today. Um, and then we'll we have some uh, going to have some images and things like that to kind of accompanying the coverage that comes out. But uh, goal is to get that out uh, pretty soon. And uh, it's going to be our, our our final our final crack at the 2022 class before we kind of close the book on those guys and, and see what happens with the Major League Baseball draft and be really fun to follow what happens with that, what happens in college and things like that. And, uh, you know, some of those guys went out to the MLB draft combine. I saw a bunch of guys at the, the Texas high school coaches, um, Texas high school baseball coaches association, all-star game. Uh, say that three times fast um, at the Dell diamond recently, which ended up being a really loaded event. Um, so we've, we've kind of, that's it for those guys. I think, I don't think they're playing. Well, some of those guys are playing in the college league. Um, you know, before they kind of decide what they're going to do at the draft and head on to college and things like that. So we'll have the 22 rankings out soon. Um, I hope that we can give the 2023 rankings a refresh before the Mattingly. Um, it's pretty much done. Just need to write up a couple of things because it was the last time we updated that list was prior to the high school season. And I'm just looking at some of the names on the list. And we saw so many guys during the high school season, um, got a really, really good start on those guys. And, uh, you know, I've already seen some guys in the summer kind of turning the corner, um, elevating their profile even more. It's a really, really deep class, a fun group um, that'll be fun to follow this summer. And especially we hope to see many of those guys um, out at the Mattingly. So um, if if the newborn will cooperate, those are things that are going to be uh, going to be on my agenda to, to wrap Fingers up crossed. here. But definitely, definitely the 2022 list for sure, which – I know you and I sat down and, and put our heads together and uh, it, it was tough. It, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, I will say that there are, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six guys 
um, in the 2022 class who will make their debut um, on the five to 55. And if we've mentioned several of those guys before, you know, we've mentioned that, you know, Dominic Reed was going to be on there. And we've mentioned that uh, Lucas Davenport was going to be on there. We mentioned that uh, Jack Livingstone would be, was going to be on there. So um, certainly not surprised with those guys, but yeah, it, it was, it was tough to really um, kind of differentiate, you know, with, with some of the pitchers, especially those left-handed pitchers, um, some of the outfielders, um, you know, but it was, it was good to, to get out and see some guys and get some eyes on guys one final time. And, you know, we tried to reward production too. You know, that's something that I think we take a lot of pride in is that um, yeah, your tools and your talent and your skill and, and your, your projection and all those sorts of things are ultimately um, what, what carries the most weight, but um, production matters. Um, you know, if, if you had a fantastic senior season and, did it at the highest stage and, and, you know, especially in this state at, at the, you know, three, four, five, six, a level um, that, that sort of thing matters. And we, we try to make sure that's reflected on the list. Um, you know, it, it's, there's a, if, if you hit like 500 with a bunch of homers or have like a 0.2 ERA with a ton of strikeouts, I mean, there's a reason for that. Like, you know, there's gotta be something going on there. Um, so, so we try to kind of bake that into the rankings as well, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see that come out. I'm sure there'll be zero disagreement whatsoever and everybody will just kind of take it as gospel and move on and so forth and we'll have no pushback. Yeah. Nobody, nobody will have anything wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, I think typically what happens is scouting directors take our list and just draft accordingly off the list. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I think you'll see, uh, you know, I, I've actually, gotten a couple of calls from MLB teams just awaiting, Hey, what are you guys going to publish this list? Um, so no, not, no, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that would, that will never, ever, ever happen. But uh, we are excited to kind of bring that out. And it's, it's been a fun process. I mean, it's the first time we've done a list and for anybody who thinks it's easy, it's not, it's really fun. Um, it's a really fun challenge. Um, but it, it's certainly not easy when you sit there and look at your Google sheet and it's like, Oh man, because uh, you have you end up having to leave guys off the list and they're I'm writing a story about a couple, um, you know, probably about seven or eight guys that that I, I mean, I had a really, really, really hard time um, keeping them off the list just because we had to drop it to 55, um, you know, just uh, but there's a few guys and, and we've talked about on the podcast and written about a bunch of stuff like that, that it was that was tough to keep off there. But this goes to show you that the depth in Texas um, it's always a great state for talent, no matter the year, no matter the recruiting cycle and that sort of thing. So uh, look for all that stuff coming up soon um, across all the five tool Twitter accounts, five tool.org is where we publish all our written stuff. And, you know, you can follow the, the podcast at five tool pod and all of our, all our main accounts on Instagram and Facebook and, and so on. But um, the college world series, let's wrap it up there. Ole Miss, you know, it's, I, w- I was telling my buddy who goes to Ole Miss, I was like, you know, it's going to be funny when you win it this year because this is the one year you probably weren't supposed to be, you probably didn't deserve to get in. Maybe you're the last team in. And all those other times where Ole Miss is like a national seed or hosted a regional or hosted a super regional and things just didn't go work out. But you know this better than I, that like the oftentimes the most dangerous teams are those teams that just like, have no expectations. They get to play freely. It's one of the reasons why Texas was so good under Augie is that a lot of teams got to Omaha and tightened up like, Oh man. And Texas got there. It's like, ah, oh, 
all right, we're here. Like, let's just, let's just get loose and play baseball. But um, shout out to Mike Bianco and those guys. What a, what a run, what a season. Uh, it's just happy for him. I know he's a guy that's, that's taken some heat and he's run a really good program for a long, long time. But um, you know, I wasn't surprised that they got in there and made some noise. Cause it's like they got in that we know they have the talent, but they didn't have the weight of any sort of expectations of being a national seed or hosting this or hosting that or, or getting the monkey off the bat or whatever. And you look up and there they are winning the national championship. Well, they, yeah, they got hot, um, played with an attitude. And I think they, they were, they only lost one game in the postseason. They cruised all the yeah. way until the um, semifinals where they dropped the game to Arkansas. But um, I have family friends that are big Ole Miss um, supporters and they couldn't be happier. And that makes me feel good because my freshman year, we went to Oxford and ripped the hearts out of their best team in history up yeah. to that point. Um, that, that was the most loaded team I ever saw the most raucous atmosphere we ever played in, in my you know, 17 years at Texas, um, 18, 17, 18, I don't, I don't even remember anymore, but um, what a good environment. Um, great fan base. Uh, they showed up in Omaha in a big, big way um, is if the jello shot scoreboard is any indicator. Um, <laughs> oh man. I like how I think, the, I think somebody tweeted out that Mississippi state won it last year, the jello <laughs> shot thing. And was like bragging about it. It all missed like crushed the record. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, they had to, you know, right. they, had, yeah, a, the they had a number to beat. They yeah, had a number yeah. to beat. Um, but yes, incredible baseball in the state of Mississippi, obviously um, these last couple of years. Um and shout team. out too to, to Skip Johnson, those guys. I mean, I, I know it's incredible run. Skip to not not come home with the title, but gosh, the run they made. Um just hey, really we better good. be we better be careful what we say about Skip on here. Did you see that Ooh, he blasted man, Skip <laughs> on was... the top row? I hit the press well, conference. Oh man, yeah, I loved it. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Like, like deadpan. No hesitation. You know he had that thing in his in his back pocket for a while, and he was ready to to let it out. But uh, yeah, uh, we're we're not saying any bad words about Skip right now. That's for sure. Yeah, well, it's funny too because you know I'm such good friends with Brian Gaines, their ops guy, um, best in the business. Um, but w- we talked to Kendall quite a bit, and <laughs> we. He prays that Kendall doubts them because they they that team just used all the doubt for fuel yeah. as Skip obviously alluded to, but he, Ryan would beg him to pick against the Sooners, and of course the first time he does this year pretty much is in the championship series. That was the first time that a bunch of the D one riders picked OU, and yeah. Ryan was not happy about it. But um, yeah, incredible season. Um, that that's a that's a run and a team that even though you don't win, you feel like you won. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Skip is incredibly proud of those guys, and he should be uh, because they were a fun group to watch. You know, they play the game the right way. Um, Clay Van Hook, Clay Overcash, Reggie Willits, those guys put an incredible product on the field this year. Um, and you know, they just they got momentum. Um, you know, it's feel like Reggie did an incredible job with, I mean, he, he was basically the, the, uh, Oklahoma version of Tulo for Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just did an incredible, incredible job. You could see his style come out in their play. 
Um, I know Clay, Clay was, uh, Clay was the media darling in, in that couple inning stretch coaching third base where he gets hit by a ball thrown from the right fielder that like pop ball popped out of, a, of the third baseman's glove on a tag hits him almost knocks him over because he was so caught off guard. And then the runner ended up getting tagged out because he came off the base because he thought he was out. He didn't know that the ball had um, gotten away from the third baseman. Um, and then the very next inning, I think a uh, ball gets thrown away on a bunt down the line and clay as the third base coach was so far down the line that he was back past the catcher behind home plate, telling the runner to slide at home. And he said he'd never gotten so many text messages in his life. Kyle Peterson did the whole teleprompter thing where he drew out Clay's route from the third base coach's <laughs> box all the way back behind the catcher. And I don't think anybody had ever seen that before, but um, yeah, Clay said he'd never gotten more text messages than that. But um, you know, you, like we said last week, if you come on the podcast, you'll either uh, go to the national championship or get it or get a job. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But it'll be Keeping the good they, mojo going. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, incredible season for those guys. Um, really fun team to watch a bunch of incredible performances, both from guys that you expect them from and then some guys that you don't expect them from. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a common theme for the teams that end up winning or, or yep. going really far is getting those performances from guys that, you know, they come out of nowhere and that's mm -hmm. where heroes are made. Um, but yeah, you know, good end to a fun college baseball season. We'll have to go back soon and add up our um, stats for our teams. Um, for, it, might be, uh, it might be pretty ugly Kindle. in some spots. It might be pretty ugly in some spots. On for whose team? Yours or? Well, I had some, I had some definite hits, but my uh, my one reliever was Aaron Nixon, so that's that's gonna um, that's gonna sting. But um, I think I think most of mine were okay. Um, but yeah, there well, are a couple. My I built my staff with pitching or my team with pitching and. Turned out, and I snuck in Cade Horton, who mm -hmm. was dominant in the postseason, onto my roster as a utility guy. Um, but I had him, I had Jake Bennett, I had Chaz Martinez, I had Pete Hansen. So feeling pretty good about about what the outlook looks for my team as we start going through it. But yeah, we'll have um, to we'll have to add those up, and then when the draft time comes around, I'll be curious to see how many of those those draft yeah. guys where they go and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting, be an interesting episode to do with Kendall. Now Kendall didn't have anything to do for the next seven, eight, nine months. So yeah. Besides uh, like, he should have time break every coaching move for the next, like, <laughs> like, like two, like the guy's a machine. Like I, I went to, um, I went to eat with him in Omaha last year um, when all the, the LSU stuff was going on and it's just the guy was on his phone nonstop and, and pumping out content and everything else. I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a, the, the season ends, but um, we'll get some text messages from somebody close to him of him with his phone at all times, uh, which is always. Well, like Angela, like Angela said, like we were, when I uh, responded to her Instagram, like, do you have any pictures that he doesn't have his phone? Yeah. And it yeah. was a simple no. Yeah. A simple no is the question. Like it became a thing. Remember he used to go on vacation and like, uh -huh. you know, Angela would send us pictures of him for like in front of the Statue of Liberty with on the phone or yeah. like 
on the subway and there's this incredible scene in the background on the phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's uh, he's just he, doing it's, deals. He it, it's probably now the Bluetooth in one ear. He got one phone in one yeah, hand, one yeah. phone in another. I'm surprised he doesn't have two cell phones deals. by now. I mean, just go the, the, the college basketball coach. Well, if he did, if he did, he wouldn't be able to get anything done. Cause he would have, yeah, that's true. He wouldn't be able to both hands, both like ears. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But but yeah, he's uh he's he's he does an amazing job there at D one, and all those guys do as well, helping helping promote the game. I feel like the popularity of the sport really took another step forward um, with a postseason that was like filled with a lot of of, of twists and turns. The, the World Series itself, not so much, um, but the regional and super regionals, uh, just a bunch of incredible storylines, performances, twists and turns, amazing games, and I, I feel like the sport again you know, kind of is took another step forward in terms of gaining more exposure. And then you got things like LSU hiring Wes Johnson away from the twins as a pitching coach. Like that's a, that's a really, really loud statement um, by LSU. And and also about like, you know, where, where the investment in college baseball is going at the collegiate level. Um, Not all teams can do that. Um, you know, there, there, you know, there are the haves and have nots in terms of resources in college baseball, but still like to hire a pitching coach away from a first place team, um, is, is a pretty, pretty big deal. And it's just more evidence that, um, well, the, the health and, and the popularity of college baseball and the investment into it is, is definitely growing. Well, and, and for, for Jay at LSU, like what, without any assistant coaches hired, got two of the biggest portal names yeah. out there. With yeah. Tommy Tanks and, uh, and, and Christian, Christian Little. Little. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad, not bad. Not bad. No, not bad. Not bad at all for sure. So uh, I think the Tigers are going to be a force to be reckoned with um, next year. And we know some of those freshmen that they're going to have showing up as well. But uh, well, that'll wrap us up for episode 71 of the Five Tool Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Again, you can follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can follow all of our Five Tool coverage on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, we're all over the place. It's uh, it's it's June is is flying by. It's almost gone. Soon it'll be July, and, and uh, the events will will keep rolling. Um, so we'll have you covered with with everything. Uh, I feel like our our Twitter accounts are constant feeds of players um, having standout performances and making highlight plays and and that sort of stuff. So tune in there. But uh, until we talk to y'all next time, uh, which will be who knows because we're going to be on a baseball field a lot or I'm going to be carrying a what is she five day six day old I can't even get my days right uh, there but we'll talk to you eventually and until then take care.